Hi, and welcome back to Wild Dream, where we give you the freshest takes on the latest movies. My name is David. And my name's Taylor. And this is a very special bonus episode. Ooh. Yeah. This is a very special bonus episode, and it's going to be structured a little bit differently than our typical episodes here. Um, but what we've decided to do today is that Taylor and I have just seen... Scream, Scream six. six. Ah, 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 I'm like, ah, just counting down to six. Ah, so that's okay, six yeah. screams for you guys. We screamed <laughs> six times for six Scream movies. Now, this bonus episode is coming to you because Taylor and I love the Scream movies. We have been watching all of them for so long. And then a couple of years ago, Taylor and I were like, you know what? We've seen all these, like all the new Scream movies that have come out, but we haven't seen the originals in so long. So what did we decide to do? We went back and we watched every single Scream movie all in a row. And then after that, it was announced that they were doing a Scream 5. And we were like, no fucking way, right? <laughs> so we love the Scream movies. We wanted to come and do a special bonus episode for you guys where we talk about our love for the Scream movies and we talk about this new Scream movie. Now, here's the biggest thing that you gotta get, you guys got to be aware of. This is a bonus episode, so we are going to be on a time crunch. We're not going to do we're not going to talk about everything we want to talk about and then cut it down. All right. So that's thing number one. Thing number two is if you don't want to hear spoilers, leave right now. We will goodbye. not. Goodbye. Go. See ya. See you later. <laughs> there will not Peace be out suckers. <laughs> there will not be a spoiler free talk of this episode. We're just going to jump straight into this. And we are going to talk about all of the other screen movies in this special bonus episode. So, yes, you know, they just, are very relevant. Right. So just, you know, if you haven't seen them, go watch them. If, if you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen this new any movie. Scream movies, fuck you, because that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Taylor's kind of right, right? You know, the Scream no movies are, are iconic. I mean, they, they have been around for a long time. So, you know, leave right now. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert, alert, alert. Spoiler alert. Scream spoiler alert. Gracie did not give me a spoiler alert. <laughs> So this new movie, you know, it takes place, uh, you know, after the events of Scream 5, which Taylor and I loved Scream 5, right? It was baller. It was baller. And so if you haven't ever seen the Scream movies, I think what's most important that people don't typically know about them is that they are purely satirical. Like they exist to make fun of, of scary movies. Mm -hmm. And make fun of themselves. This was a... Like Scream 5 was just incredible, right? Because when you think about the concept of the Scream movies being a, a satire, right? Like the whole first movie, you know, it starts out with and it throws you for a complete loop, right? Because mm -hmm. the first movie, they make you think that the star is going to be this super big, you know, teenage star at the time, Drew Barrymore, who like, you know, we were like, oh, she's, you know, and she gets killed off in the first fucking yeah. scene of the movie. Immediately. And it creates a lot of these like iconic things like Ghostface and it creates the famous like, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> you know, that, that all that bullshit. And so it's just like that stuff is like so well known. But until you go back and watch the original movies, you don't realize how satirical those movies were, mm -hmm. how, you know, Jamie Kennedy who is in those movies. I know Daniel Wyatt on the pod has talked about how Jamie Kennedy just doesn't exist anymore, <laughs> apparently. But like Jamie Kennedy, a, a comedic actor is in these movies, or at least he's in the first one. And like he like breaks down all the, the yeah. rules of scary movies. And it's like, you know, like all that stuff. And so it's like 
you know, he, they have that famous scene where he's like making fun of a scary movie for being mm-hmm. stupid because the the character won't look behind them. He's like, look behind you. And the whole time he's doing he's it, not looking behind he's not, him. yeah, he's not looking behind him and Ghostface is right behind him and then ends up killing him. You know, so it's like and then all the like tropes in scary movies and all that, you know, bullshit, whatever mm-hmm. happens in this, you know, in that first uh, screen movie. Mm-hmm. And then they use the second screen movie to talk about how shitty sequels of, of scary movies are. I know while they're making uh, the slasher movies, what do they call them? Oh, stab. stab. And, yeah. And the movies that, in the screen movies, there is, they make a movie of the murders called stab and they start that in the second screen movie. Right. And so like the, the thing about stab is that it adds more possibility, more elements for more satirical sh- bullshit to happen, yeah. you know? And so, what ends up happening with this franchise is that they have this the first original two movies I thought were really really good. The third one was mm-hmm. all right, yeah. yeah. I mean that's the only thing you know, she goes to call, you know. Whatever. Fourth one, <clears throat> right? And so the mo- this franchise started to go downhill, right? But and then the- they popped out the gates with number five. <laughs> I know. And so like for those of you who don't know, part of what happened to the Scream franchise was that they sold the rights to MTV, yeah. and they made a Scream TV show. That just like completely went away from the like elements of Scream that we really loved and made it more of like an actual horror movie and made it like a cheat. Like, like they actually just added these like bullshit teenage characters that no one gave a shit about. Yeah. That like were is what the original teenage characters were making fun of the whole time. Yeah. You know, a lot of people hate this about the Scream movies that they have brought the star characters from the first one. Like. Uh, Sydney, Dewey, Gail, Gail, and they just dragged them out through all six movies. I love it. I think it's fucking hilarious that they managed to survive six different stab killings. Exactly. And it, it's one of the tropes of the movie. Like it's supposed to be like that. Scream is making fun of itself by number. Like I, I think at the beginning it was making fun of horror movies, but now it's just making fun of itself and it's yeah. awesome. And so that's what Scream number five was was there to do. Like Scream mm-hmm. was, okay, let's make fun of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Where if you haven't seen Scream five. You're messing out. Yeah, what happens in that movie <laughs> that is so awesome is that the killers were obsessed with the movies and were mad that the movies stab in the movie uh-huh. became too cartoony and went away from the original purpose (laughs) of the stab movies. So they're making fun. So they're making fun of how, yeah, how Scream, you know, went away from what it was originally there to do, which was to make fun of horror movies. Mm -hmm. And they're mad in the movie that they went away from, you know, the actual kill. It's about the actual killers and actual murders. Which is a stupid reason for killing somebody. But that's the point. But that's the point. And so, and again, they, they did it just like the first movie where the killer is the love interest and like all this shit. So like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it was just so perfect. Uh, the way that they did it, like they, they mentioned the fact that scream, you know, the rest, like the scream series went downhill mm-hmm. by having these characters who were obsessed, obsessed with these stab movies. So going into scream six, like that's what's on our mind. We're like, wow, scream five was incredible. How mm-hmm. did they top this? And, and they did. And not only do they do it, well, I don't think they necessarily top it, no. but I do think it was a really great, like, it feels like a sequel, right? Because Scream 5 oh, feels yeah. like its own movie in, I, in It makes ways. me think of, like, Scream, Scream 5 and 6 make me think of 1 and 2, which I know is the point, but it really brings me back to Scream 1 and 2. Right, yeah. And I love those movies. Of all of them, those two will always be my favorite. Exactly. I, and I, I definitely agree with that. So, like, 
and it, and so that's why it feels like it scream it feels like scream five and six are their own one and two yeah exactly you know? exactly and so and they're still doing like callbacks and stuff you know they have the ghost of Billy Loomis, who was the original killer in Scream 1, and they still have the girl who's doing the movie things, you know, and they have callbacks to Sydney, Gail's in this movie, et cetera, but they do feel like their own movies. Right. And so, like, it's it's really interesting to see this one because it feels like a sequel to, to, to Scream 5, yeah. and it kind of is because, you know, of course, they established two new main characters, right? Um, and so... So, you know, the, main, the the new two main characters that they bring out in, in Scream 6 are uh, Sam Carpenter and Tara Carpenter, who are played by uh, Melissa Barea and Jenna Ortega, right? Now, and so this is something that's interesting. Me and Taylor talked about this, how, like, everybody fawns over Jenna or- Ortega so yeah. much. And so, yeah, she was in the movie X. And then, of course, she did the Wednesday not, thing. Not to knock her. She's a good actress. She's a good actress. And she is good looking and everything. Yeah. But, like, her sister in the movie, Melissa Barea, is freaking hot, bro. Like, Damn. that's so weird. Cute guy like, in this movie's lucky. Yeah, no, yeah, there's a character in the movie who he plays a similar character to the character he plays in Trainwreck, where he's just a hot, dumb guy who has like, <laughs> like I think he's like an under five, like he has like, like less than five lines. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, so this movie, you know, it, it, the first the Scream Five followed this family, and the reason that the that they are so relevant to the story is that Melissa Barea's character Sam. Her biological father was Billy Loomis. Billy fucking Loomis. The original killer in the first movie. And so the movie kind of becomes... Sorry, go ahead. She sees visions of said Billy Loomis. Yes. So she sees visions of him and he's basically like, killing's in your blood. You want to be a killer. Trust me. You know, you should go and fucking kill those guys. You know, whatever. Which is what she does. So at the mm-hmm. end of Scream 5, you know, the, the if you guys have never seen The Boys, it's, the, the actor plays Huey in The Boys is who plays the killer. Richie. Richie. And Richie is, like, you know, he's the love interest in Scream 5, and then it turns out he's the killer at the very end of the movie. And so when she finally goes back to attack the way that Sydney does in the first movie to kill her boyfriend, she just fucking brutalizes him. She stabs it like, like over 20 times. 22 times. 22 and she times. shot him in the head. And she shot him in the head. Double tap. Yeah, you gotta double tap in these movies, man, because they, this is like, this movie you makes, gotta again, double tap. <laughs> it makes fun of horror movies in yeah. the way that they like never double tap. They never hit the killer twice or whatever. But also, you know what? I'm gonna follow the screen pattern of killing if I ever find myself in a bind, double tap every time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's one thing you learn from all horror movies, but this movie especially. <laughs> this, you know, movie really like, you know, it, it what what it does differently was it still so they still have a character in the movie like Jamie Kennedy's character who is a film student who explains what's going to happen mm-hmm. in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, and, and again, the movie starts out with a, a killing of a person. You know that person's going to be killed mm-hmm. right off the bat. Now, this was what was so disappointing. The person who dies first Ugh, in this movie trash. is probably the hottest person in the She's entire movie. banging. She surprised us with her ass. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was just funny because, like, her character is supposed to be the film professor in the movie who, like, yeah. you know, specifically teaches about horror movies. Yeah. Th- this character, you know, she dies off and then, you know, you have these first two char- characters. So, like, one of the things that the film student character brings up is that because this movie is... Uh, a franchise now. It's no longer a sequel. It's a franchise, which, I mean, it's been a franchise since she the fourth right. one. Right. But she says, like, it's a franchise now, which means 
anybody could go at any time. All of the main characters could go. All of the legacy characters are going to die. All of and them. Blah, blah, blah. Like all this shit. It's like, Everybody yeah, it's like they, she does what Jamie Kennedy's character yeah. is there to do where he spells out exactly what's going to happen in the movie yeah. um, and all this shit. And she even points out one of the killers in this scene. And she's actually right the whole fucking she time. right. Where she's Dude, like, the, this fucking guy's a killer because yeah. he's quiet and he's geeky. Called him ghost face all the time. Brand and she's new. Right. And she's like, I, he's like, I uh, randomly got this guy as my roommate. She's like, you could cheat that easily, motherfucker. Um, but no, her character, like, yeah, like she spells it out, right? You yeah. know, and like, like the gore, man, you like, we got to talk about the gore in this movie. Dude, they did amazing. Oh my God. Like, I know that they had amped up blood in all of the movies. Like, it, it's scream. Like, you, you amp up blood. But they showed like intestines, like gore in this movie. It was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just a bloody movie. It was a yeah. gory movie in this exactly. one. Exactly. And that's something that, th- that this character brings up in this mm-hmm. scene, right? In this scene, you know, she, she says like, they're going to amp things up. Things are going to be more intense and more oh. and more creative, whatever. Like, and there's going to be because deca- there was. And so, like, oh, the, yeah, there's going to the, be decapitation. The guys who kill the, the character in the very beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, the main girl, um, which part of the reason that me and Taylor thought that it was funny that she was so attractive is that her character is supposed to be like on a first date and she's like really nervous about it. And yeah. we're like, bitch, you ain't been on. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. You ain't been on 2000 first dates. She's you- also a professor. Yeah. I'm like, come on. That you- doesn't make sense. She would be, first of all, she'd be married. That's first yeah, of all. Second of all, she'd be married. if she wasn't, she is a freaking banging blonde in New mm-hmm. York City. She would be fine. She's not. Yeah. Anyways, it's fine. She gets, the, the people who kill her are just other film students, which shout out to mm-hmm. last podcast on the left because they had a poster in the, in the movie. Yeah, um, they for did. These killers. Oh. And so those two guys are the first two characters to die because the actual Bye. killers in the movie are like, we're not letting you be the ones mm-hmm. who do the killing in this one, whatever. And um, it was incredible. Yeah, and they this was brutal. popped this man up and stuck him in the fridge. Talk about decapitation. And then, yeah. Oh, they like, awesome. yeah, he, they try, they, they, he like completely dis dismembers him yeah, <laughs> and then, you know, stuffs one of them in the, in the freaking fridge and then forces the other one to go and find him while he does like the phone call thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, in this movie, everything that this, you know, character, this, you know, other film student character talks about is what ends up happening. Yeah. Um, and I, so there's also a therapy session that, you know, Sam's character is, you know, she's going to therapy and she has this therapy session, whatever. And what's funny about this scene is that me and Taylor were both like, this therapist sucks ass. <laughs> this is the worst therapist because ever. Because she, he, she's like, he's like, yeah, you've talked about something that happened with you and your sister and how like there's something with your father that was like abusive yeah. or something. You know, you should really give me specifics. You should tell me like, specifically what you're specifically talking about. Yeah. And she's like, I don't want to. I don't feel comfortable doing that. He's like, well, I'm not going to fucking help you until you tell me what happened. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she came to him looking for therapeutic help and she won't tell him the reason she came to him all she talks about is her sister and i understand his perspective on that but what i don't fucking understand is when she gives him specifics he says i can't deal with that to her face yeah. first of all she's like look she's I like talk shit about patients so you don't say nothing to their face you say okay you write everything down take notes and then you go to the back and you say i'm not going to deal with that we're going to refer him to this guy yeah <laughs> you refer them to a specialist right so yeah this guy like you know she's like oh well you know my boyfriend was a serial killer my dad was a serial killer and i fucking killed my serial killer boyfriend by slapping yeah. him 22 times and shooting me in the fucking head and i actually kind of liked it yeah and like whatever and he's like yeah, i can't do it and he's like yeah i can't i'm not equipped <laughs> to 
do. This session's you, over. I am a family therapist, okay? I'm, yeah. And so, like, t- like tell me if you thought the same Ugh. thing. I thought this guy was the killer. I was like, because you know, you, you know how screen yes. movies work. You're trying mm-hmm. to guess like early on. Yeah. I really thought this guy was the killer. I did too. Like I was, I was looking at him, and then they brought him back later, and I was like, he's gotta be. Right? He's gotta be. And it's like because okay. because he was so insistent on exactly. her telling him wh- what, what she did, yeah. whatever. And I and but here's the thing. When I thought he was the killer, I mm-hmm. thought he was the killer because I guessed that he was her ex-boyfriend's dad. Oh. So it's like I was right, but I was wrong. Yeah. Because the killer in this movie actually is like the motivation of the killers. You know, there's multiple killers yeah. in this one. Is Scream 5's killer's family. Right. So the, the killer in Scream Just 5. Like in Scream 2. <laughs> whose name was, what was his name again? Richie. Richie. So he, his parent, dad. his dad. And his two siblings, his brother and sister, are the killers in this movie. Yeah. And so that's like the big twist. Like, you know, all this rest of the movie that what happens is like your typical scream stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. the killer shows up and they run away. They have suspicions. And then, you know, at the end of the movie, what's revealed is that it's them. So I actually did kind of guess it, but like also not at the same time. You know what I'm saying? I honestly, I always go into these movies not guessing. Like, I'm never going to be surprised with who it is because it's always somebody that's with you every step of the way in these movies. But I I don't like to guess personally because it is more fun for me if I don't guess. I get that. I definitely get that. Yeah. Like, if you're, try- if you're not trying to figure it out yeah. and you let the surprise, you know, come to you, like yeah. the twist or whatever. And I, I genuinely think these are good movies. I do. I The only one I shit on is number four and that they earned it. But I, I genuinely think that these are good horror movies. I, I, there's nothing about these movies that I dislike. Yeah. And like, that's the thing is like, even though they are satires, like they do still follow horror movie tropes mm-hmm. that allow you to be like still a little bit nervous and a little bit yeah. scared. And like, like why they, the fuck are you going up the stairs? Go out the door. Yeah. They build suspense <laughs> and they do a lot of that dumb shit, which is mm-hmm. like kind of refreshing because I feel like a lot of horror movies are trying to go away from that kind yeah. of stuff. And, and I get that to a certain degree, but it's like you're never going to have the horror movie characters make good decisions. It's just oh, impossible. No, 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 no. Every horror movie would end in five seconds if <laughs> if they if, made good decisions. Yeah, if they made good decisions. And it's like if you so, grab the killer, if you tie them down, if you continue to be exactly, that. which is kind of why I feel like <laughs> horror movies lately have just been everything is paranormal. Yeah, because what the f- what are you going to beat up when it's paranormal? Right. What are you going to beat up? <laughs> like if you make good decisions against an actual killer, you'll probably win more often than not. But like in, you know, the paranormal movies, it's harder to fight demons and whatever yeah. else. So like that's that's I feel like that's part of the reason why, you know, movies like scary movies have been yeah. like moving. Way like the more night house. That. Completely disagree with the night house's decision to go paranormal on that. I think an actual serial killer would have been much scarier now. So, yeah. So with the, one of the ways that they pull off this twist is mm-hmm. that they have the roommate of uh, of <laughs> Sam. Sam. The roommate of Sam. The roommate of Sam is the first, like, core cast member to be killed. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they moved to New York because, um, you know, they Jenna Ortega's character from... is in college now and mm-hmm. they're trying to get away. And they were in California, so they moved all the way to New York. And they so, were in Woodsboro and they want to leave Woodsboro. Exactly. Clearly. Exactly. Yeah. So if you don't know, Woodsboro is the staple city in this series. Yeah. Uh, Woodsboro is like where all the original murders happen. don't know that, you're And that's stupid. why like Dewey was a big part of Scream number five and yeah. why he had to die in Scream five. Because oh, it's, spoiler know. alert. Dewey dies in Scream five. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert to that. If you, you got, I told you guys, you got to go watch all the movies. You, you don't want to be spoiled. All five of them. <laughs> 
Um, but no, so like in this one, you know, you have like this cop character. He plays the the roommate's dad. Mm-hmm. And so the way that they pull off the choice is that they quote unquote kill off the roommate character. Yeah. And so she dies like horrifically or whatever. He's devastated. He wants to help them catch the killer. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, I gotta help you find this guy. Gotta I gotta fucking you. kill him. And like, and she had mentioned earlier in the thing, like, oh, my brother died and blah, blah, blah. And so like, I was like, okay, I could see her being part of this. I could see her, the brother that died that she's talking mm-hmm. about being Richie and blah, 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 whatever. And so at the end of the movie, that is what happens. And the geeky, nerdy character that they point yeah. out earlier in the movie is the brother of, yeah. of Richie. You know. And the cop is the dad the whole time as yeah. well. I was actually kind of hoping that it would be something she did when she was like a teenager. A little bit. You know. What do you mean by that? Like they were like you know what you did, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, yeah, we know you had nothing to do with those murders in Woodsboro, but I kind of wished it would have been something she did when she was younger. Oh, like it would have been like Sam yeah. actually like killed secret, somebody, like, like a secret that up. she killed somebody. Yeah. That would have been a really That's good choice too. That's what I thought was going to happen. A, but secret, then I was like, oh. a secret revenge plot. Yeah. Because like there is that moment where they say, is there anybody who you, you know, would want you dead? And then like Jenna Ortega says, no one that's alive. <gasps> but then Ooh. Sam doesn't say anything. Sam just looks away. And so it's like, yeah, that that would have been a good twist. Yeah. That she, because she actually does have those impulses yeah. that her dad has, that, that when she seven. killed Richie wasn't the first time that she killed somebody yeah. and somebody was coming after her for what she did when she was yeah. young. That would have been a good fucking twist. in Scream 5, they brought that up. They brought up that she was seeing him. She had those impulses, et cetera, you know? Yeah. But anyways, point is, is that in this movie, you know, that's like the biggest twist of this mm-hmm. movie. Um now, we are running a little bit low on time, so I want to go, go ahead fast. and jump into uh, our favorite parts and least favorite parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of this movie is actually the majority of the trailer, which is the train scene. I thought the train scene oh, was, good. was just fucking incredible. It's so yeah. good. I mean, like, so like in the train scene, basically, you know, it's, you know, there's they they are told like, hey, travel in packs yeah. because they are travel in public because then the killer won't be able to attack you. The person who fucking tells them that uh-huh. is the is the goddamn killer at the end of the movie. So it's kind of like it makes even more sense why this did happen. Yeah. But basically, they end up getting separated because they're all trying to get on super packed trains in New York City, like on Halloween, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so they are like, you know. All like they get separated and one of the characters, like, or I guess two of the characters, one of them is the killer and the other one is the fucking sister of one of the characters from yeah. uh, the fifth one. And so, you know, that that scene is just really, really good horror. It's really good suspense. Taylor was like freaking like freaking out during the scene. What was going on with my hand? I was I tapping know, like, Taylor David. Taylor was like exactly. tapping me. Like she was like, <laughs> like she was literally like. Yeah. <laughs> just I was like, was man, chill on, the man. fuck out. But yeah. Um, but no, yeah, the way that they did that, the horror elements that they incorporated in that, awesome. the lighting and then the editing, it just, it just got, was really, really was well really put together. Good, yeah. um, and then, you know, it, what happens is what you suspected was going to happen, you yeah. know, and it was really intense and really, really good. Yeah. Um, My least favorite part of this movie. Okay. God, Taylor's never listened to the episode. She has no idea. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking. Um but no, I, I would honestly say like my least favorite part of this movie is just how quickly the girls forgive Gail. So uh, yeah. Gail says in the but fifth that happens like in every movie. I know. But in the in the fifth movie, Gail says that she's not gonna write a book about what happened to them, and then in this movie it's revealed that she does go off and write of a book course. about them. We knew that. And like, you know, one of them like punches her in the face like early on or whatever. But then it's just like like two scenes later, they're like, sorry I punched you in the face. Are we friends again? Yeah, yeah. we're friends again. 
The fact that the, that Gail went off and wrote a book about them and their trauma and all this stuff and so took true. advantage of them, which of course is her thing. She's done this before. Yeah. The fact that they, they just forgive her, her so that, quickly. Yeah, they really could. But like, at, yeah. Anyways. Okay. My favorite part of the movie comes pretty early on. It's when the, um, the two original killers die. Like, that amount of body horror in such a large franchise, like, to just come out of nowhere, because that's not common in these movies, to just fucking come out of nowhere, you got a dismembered body in a refrigerator? That's fucking awesome. That is Michael Myers' level of staging. That was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm a true crime buff. I've listened to the last podcast on the left, mor- morbid podcast, at lot, lots. Um, so... You know, as morbid as it is, I do enjoy scenes like that. And then, again, they bring in all the gore, all the blood. Like, I thought it was awesome. <sighs> My least favorite part of the movie, it might be when they bring all of the, at the end, they bring all of the props from every other movie, you know? Yeah. And I understand why they did it. I'm not, I don't dislike it for the movie. I just think it was kind of, it was a little too far satirical, you know? Yeah, like, like, like a little hard. bit too much, like talking about the original movies. Yeah, you know, because they they're like, well, oh, these are because what what the props that Taylor's talking about is that they they have like oh this room God. filled with the uh, quote unquote evidence from the other crimes. No, it actually is the yeah yeah the evidence from the other crimes. Yeah, but really, what it is is it's props from the other movies. You know, it's the original mask and mm-hmm. the the TV that killed Stu and like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So in in the movie, it is the evidence and the cop dad is the one that got all of it for his son, Richie, who was obsessed with these movies, the stab movies and the scream killings. Um, But I just how 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 the fuck do you get away with taking every evidence from all nine murders? Uh, I get that. You can't do that. There's no way that you get everything yeah from, you maybe like, sneak a mask or two out but you can't get all yeah. of it they, they literally got all got, nine masks they got they all got the victim outfits every single knife that was ever used every knife every robe every mask all of it there's yeah. no fucking way dude no i get it that. was too much but you should go watch it if you've yeah. seen the other five if you, if you enjoy the other movies this one is definitely really you know worth going to go see if you thought that five was amazing the way that we did this one did not disappoint as being like the sequel to five no. um but yeah as as a movie in general obviously this movie is like a four out of ten <laughs> but as a scream movie as a screen movie, I actually would give this one probably like a seven and a half, maybe. It's good. Like uh, I think closer to a seven than an eight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'll 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 call it because I hate half numbers. You know what I do? Yeah. Um, I'll call it a seven, um, just because like in terms of like like all of the screen movies, the first two are both nines. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like it kind of goes down with that. I do think that the fifth one was better than this one. I gave the fifth one an mm-hmm. eight out of ten in term mm-hmm. and as a screen movie, as a yeah. screen movie, not as a not, not as, as a, a movie, movie <laughs> but as a screen movie, that one was an eight. I think this one is a solid seven, and it was really good, and I was not disappointed by it at all. Yeah, um, ten out of ten across the board. Across the board tonight, Tim for Taylor. So that's been it for this bonus episode. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Taylor, so much for doing this episode with me. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What's your favorite scary movie? We already did our top five. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to that episode. (laughs)
me on the phone with Ghostface. Just listen to that <laughs> episode, fucking episode. idiot. God damn. Fake fan, bro. <laughs>